grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today is from Luke, the 23rd chapter. And they offered Jesus wine vinegar and said, If you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. Dear friends of Christ, it's, it's kind of odd to have a Good Friday text at the end of the church year. Um, you know, it's not Good Friday, and, but it is Christ the King Sunday, and on the cross they had crowned him to be the king. They mocked him, they didn't believe him. The sign that was above him said, this is the king of the Jews. The scene was gruesome. Crucifixion is an ugly, an ugly way to die. It was a form of torture that was developed with the most pain in mind. Crucifixion was for the worst criminal, the worst type of people on earth. And Jesus was on there, and he was dying by crucifixion. The people gawked at him at this sight as they watched these three men suffer in torment and incredible pain on the cross. The sign, he's the king. Most of them didn't even believe the words. He's not king. What kind of king is this? What kind of king dies on a cross? So you see to them, Jesus was a huge disappointment because he'd shown so much promise. I mean, you know, there'd all been the miracles. And they'd seen the miracles. It wasn't like they didn't know who this guy was. There were people who couldn't walk and were walking. People who couldn't see and they could see. People who were dead and now they're alive. This isn't just stuff that was made up. The people saw him do these things. It happened in real time as he walked on the earth. He showed so much promise. He fed 5,000 men, probably 20,000 people, with five loaves of bread two fish, 20,000 people. Do you know how many people that is? With five loaves of bread and two fish? And all 20,000 of them had a story to tell. He did it with five loaves of bread and two fish. And I was there. I know what he can do. I saw it with my own eyes. A king like this, well, a king like this who could take over Israel, can you imagine the kind of health care a guy like that can provide? You know, you're sick, you just go, you're better. You're dead, you just go, you're alive. Now, the welfare system, there wouldn't be poverty or hunger. Jesus would just make gold and silver and he'd just feed the people. And the people were all excited. We've got a king. We have a king. We have a king. And of course you remember how on Palm Sunday they're all excited about him. And they're all waving their palm branches. It's right over here on the the stained glass window and they're all shouting, Hey king! Long live the king! He's going to be our king. We love the king. No more health care, no more death, no more suffering, no more pain, no more sickness. Woohoo! You know, finally the Messiah has come. This is the kind of king we need a king to make this earth right. Take away my pain and suffering right here, right now. 
And so this is what they thought. They were all excited. Hosanna! Hosanna to the king! Long live the king! And now all of a sudden, there's this sign over the top of him, and he's beaten to a bloody pulp. He's nailed to a cross. This is the king! The people were disillusioned. Most of the people were just flat outright angry. You're not the guy we expected. You're not the king we wanted. If you're the king, come down from the cross and prove it. As if he already hadn't over and over and over and over and over again. Well, over the years, not much has changed. People are still saying, I don't believe in the king. If he's king, prove it. Let him come down, let him rule. It didn't work back then, it wouldn't work today. Because people are stubborn. If you're king, prove it. Prove it, then we'll believe in you. But what do you see as Jesus hangs there on the cross? What do you see as he's crowned with thorns? And how has this king disappointed you lately? How has this king let you down? Has he failed to keep your body healthy? Has he failed to answer your prayers? Has he failed to keep your loved ones alive? Has he failed in keeping you healthy, wealthy, and wise? On this Christ the King Sunday, we ask these questions because Jesus is Christ, the King, the Messiah. And we find that people are still disappointed and still mumbling, what kind of king is this? And that's our theme. What kind of king is this? You know, the people gawked. They mocked, they laughed, they shook their heads. He saved others, let him save himself now. If he's the Christ, if he's the Messiah, if he's the chosen one, if he is the anointed one of God and he has all that power, let him come down from the cross. And Jesus could have. I mean, he's God. He could have done anything he wants to do. But if he came down from the cross, we would not have been saved. You see, Jesus has to be king of your heart. And your heart is fallen, and it's sick, and it's sinful. Somebody had to pay the price for your disobedience. But the people didn't see all that. They looked at this king with a crown of thorns on his head. They saw the nails in his hands and in his feet. They heard him groan, and they heard him scream out in pain as he breathed. And they were disgusted. Disappointed. Because they couldn't see the power of the saving cross. Can you see the power? Can you see the authority of the King of Kings who took and bore your sin upon the cross so that your sin could be removed from you? Who died for you so that death can be conquered? What do you see? The crowd witnessed 
that witnessed Jesus' death, they didn't see it. The soldiers mocked him. The thieves even mocked him. Are you the Christ? Save us too. Usually criminals, you know, when they're going through problems, they kind of band together and they support each other in a a kind of criminal type of way, in a victim type of way. We're all criminals, but we're going to bind together. But not not here on the cross. They're attacking attacking Jesus. You know how painful it is to be on the cross, to say any words? And yet, as painful as it was, both criminals decide that they're going to mock Jesus, laugh at him, because he's not a king. You've heard the expression, if it, if it looks like a duck, if it walks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, it must be a duck. That's right. And there's people watch Jesus die and they said, there's no way this guy's a king. And the people just couldn't see the power of the cross. They couldn't see Jesus conquering sin. They couldn't see Jesus conquering Satan. They couldn't see Jesus conquering death. They couldn't see Christ the King. They were blind to all of that reality, just blind. They didn't see, they didn't understand. And people either forgot or they simply just didn't, simply just didn't care. What Isaiah had prophesied, that Jesus would be a suffering servant, 650 years before the event ever took place, Isaiah said, the Messiah would be pierced for our transgressions. The Messiah would be crushed for our iniquities. This is the kind of king you'll have. The king's a suffering king. The king is a lamb who will lay down his life for the sheep. Isaiah said, he is oppressed, he is afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. This was all prophesied. It was all said way ahead of time what kind of king this would be. And when you see a king who's suffering, a king who's dying, a king who's oppressed by the people, a king who is mocked and unjustly murdered, that's the king of kings. And the people chose to forget all of that. All that prophecy of the Lord as miraculous as it is to foretell those things, hundreds of years before the event happens, they chose just to ignore all that. We're not going to listen to what God said was going to happen. This isn't impressive to us. This isn't the kind of king we want. They didn't even listen to the greatest prophet and the last prophet, John the Baptist, who pointed to Jesus and and told everybody, there's the Lamb of God, there's the king, who takes away the sin of the world. Worship Him. What do you see? Does the cross, when you look at the cross, does it remind you of great strength and power? Does it remind you of a kingdom? Those hands that were nailed to the cross, those feet that were attached to the cross, the blood that was shed, that is the body and blood of God. That's your Jesus. He came from heaven to earth, took on human flesh, to suffer and die, that we wouldn't have to suffer for our sins, that we wouldn't have to die eternally. Jesus is king, 
And as king, he healed the blind. And as king, he raised the dead. And as king, he fed the multitudes. And as king, he took care of people. As king, he loves us. As king, he forgives sinners. As king, he conquered death. As king, he conquered the devil. And as king, he's coming again. And as king, he will one day, when he comes again to claim his kingdom, will call our bodies literally from the grave. And he'll speak, and our voices will rise. Why? Because he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And he'll take his kingdom, and there'll be no one to challenge him. And the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of Satan, the kingdom of the curse will be forever gone. What do you see in Jesus? Do you see God? How he came down in human flesh? The world saw a badly beaten man. And as you imagine Jesus on the cross, do you see a king? Miraculously taking on himself the sin of the whole world. 2 Corinthians 5 says, He became sin for us. And Isaiah says, The Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. You see, Jesus is the only one in the entire universe who has a solution to this problem of brokenness and sin and sickness and pain and suffering and death. Jesus is the only king who knows how to make the kingdom new again. You know, there was a 12-year-old girl who was disappointed in her mom. Disappointed in mom. You see, her mom had burns on her face. The burns made her mom look dramatically ugly. Ugly, ugly scars. And her mom would deliver her to school. And she'd say, Mom, you don't have to deliver me to school. Because when the kids saw her mom deliver her, they'd say, your mom is ugly. She has ugly scars. Why do you have such an ugly mom? And then she heard the people talk, you know, when they go to the store. What happened to that woman? What happened to her face? And the girl was ashamed. One day, the mother decided it was time to tell her daughter why she had her scars. She said, when you were a little baby, we had a house fire. And... Your room was enveloped in flames. I knew that there would be no way that the firemen could get there in time to save you, so I had to run through the flames to get you. I wrapped you in a blanket, and I held you to my breast, and I ran through the fire to rescue you. And that's how I was burned. The girl looked at her mom and saw her scars and cried. She had been ashamed of those scars. But now she looked at those scars differently. The girl didn't care what others thought about her mother's scars anymore. When she saw her scars, she saw love. She saw a person who loved her so much that she saved her. She saw nothing but love, and so it is with King Jesus. We see the scars in his hands, the scars in his feet. And Jesus bears those scars because he loves us. He bears those scars because he is king.
because he rescued us from the flames of hell. And now he has those ugly, ugly scars. And it's so easy to be ashamed of the one who suffered, the one who died, the one who bore the scars. Well, I'm ashamed of my Savior. How he hung and how he died. and I'm scared to call him my Savior. But he did all that to pardon you, to set you free. And it doesn't matter what kind of mess you've made of your life. He loves you. He rescued you. Jesus has mercy on sinners like us. And how do we know that? Because Jesus had mercy on the thief. I mean, right there, dying with him. One of the thieves who had been mocking him all of a sudden has a change of heart. I guess as he's nearing death, he begins to think differently. And the thief on the cross turned to Jesus for help. And he rebuked the other dying thief who was saying, if he's Jesus, let him come down from the cross. He said, don't you fear God? Since you're under the same sentence of of crucifixion and death, we're being punished for what we've done, justly. For we're getting what our sins deserve. But this man, he hasn't done anything wrong. Then the thief on the cross turned to Jesus and said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. You see, the thief knew he was getting what he deserved. The thief knew he was getting what he deserved. Do you know what you deserve? Well, if you hope to enter the kingdom of God, you have to do what the thief did. Plead for mercy to the king. King Jesus, remember me. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Remember me. Remember me. Remember me. If we deserve to have our bodies saved from the eternal flames of hell, Jesus needs to remember us. Evangelist Billy Graham used to speak to large crowds of people and he'd point his finger to everybody and he would say, your sin will find you out. Your sin will find you out. The dying thief knew his sin had found him out. He was getting what he deserved. Listen, if you've ever lied, if you've ever cheated, if you've ever done something bad, hurt someone with your anger, done something you're disappointed in, been ashamed of your Savior, been ashamed to share your faith with others, been ashamed of his ugly scars, his hand and his feet, because he chose to save you from the flames of hell. And if you've been dishonest or mean or unforgiving, you know what you deserve. And worse, your sins will call you out. Your only hope to plead for mercy like the thief did. To plead for mercy as King David did as he confessed his sins before God for being a murderer and an adulterer. A murderer and adulterer. And he said, have mercy upon me, O God. 
have mercy. Don't treat me the way my sins deserve. That's what mercy is. Have mercy. I know my transgressions. I know my sins are always before me. Your sin will find you out. So let's cut through all the excuses, the pretense that we're holy. Let's drop all the foolish reasons we make for the reasons why we sin. The excuses of why it's okay. It's like the seven-year-old boy. He had it right. His mom came up to the seven-year-old boy and said, Why did you hit your sister? Honest about his sinful, rebellious heart, he said, Because I wanted to. The dying thief asked Jesus, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Remember me. In your mercy, remember me. God, have mercy. King Jesus, have mercy. From your throne on the cross, remember me. As you die for the sin of the world, remember me. When you come again, remember me. And the thief saw the blood of Jesus falling to the ground and turned to Jesus and said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And King Jesus assured him, today you'll be with me in paradise. When Jesus prayed, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. It was just a few hours later the thief died with the same words on his lips, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And one day you're going to die, and it's going to be on your breath too. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And your soul will be safe, and your body will be safe, because Jesus is king. And he has the power to save. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.